Welcome back to Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Mike Murphy with Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Brian Howsworth will be joining us shortly. John Marsh. Yes, sir. Hannah, the producer. Hola. And joining us is Boone County Presiding Commissioner Kip Kendrick. Uh, State of Missouri passed a law this summer that allows counties to freeze property tax increases when homeowners become eligible for Social Security. Boone County took some action on that last week. Presiding Commissioner Kendrick is here to talk to us about what they did and why they did it. Welcome in, Kip. Good morning. Uh, Thanks for the opportunity to come on. So, tell us what you did and why you did it. Yeah. uh, So, last week, uh, the Boone County Commission passed a resolution uh, stating uh, our intent uh, to make cleanup language for Senate Bill 190 a top legislative priority for Boone County. Um, This was... uh, in response uh, to what Missouri Association of Counties did also over that weekend uh, at the Missouri Association of Counties annual conference, um, uh, counties from across the state had been working on proposed legislation to kind of clean up and provide clarity on Senate Bill 190 in order to be able to have that clarity necessary to, to, to implement. And uh, that was adopted as uh, a top legislative priority for uh, the association. And uh, the good thing is that uh, we feel confident there were lawmakers in the room when that was being discussed. And uh, I certainly don't want to speak for them, uh, but they are aware of the proposed legislation. And uh, I think we're I think the association is well on their way of having uh, uh, lawmakers identified to be able to sponsor the legislation and, and hopefully push it forward in 2024. Quick question, Kip, before I forget. So uh I know Cole County, and we got a lot of listeners, Cole County's listening in, too. We, uh, Cole County commissioners decided not to take action on this. Do you know their level of participation in this with the uh, uh, Association of Counties? You know, uh, they, they were certainly in the room. I uh, okay. certainly had conversations with their commission. Um, I don't know. I, I can't recall if they had a member on the task force or not. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, but they they certainly been engaged okay so you're basically telling us that if i'm reading you right here is you're not necessarily opposing the idea of getting some uh a tax some freeze on these increases but you really don't like the language you got a lot of problems with the language in as this bill is written is that can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah so um we certainly don't question the intent of the legislation um we we know how it came about, right? Or generally, kind of the timeline. It was, um, it was this this portion of Senate Bill 190, which was the property tax freeze, was discussed on the Senate floor, offered as amendment uh, the second Friday uh, from the last, right before the end of session. And so it hadn't gone through a typical vetting process of going through committees and crossing chambers at that point. It, it was added on the Senate floor. Little discussion. The intent was certainly laid out, uh, but you know, counties across the state had some concerns about how the language was written. And, and one of the concerns, I mean, it was just right off the bat of who's eligible for the program. Um, you know, under the uh, strict reading of the law, uh, those individuals are eligible for Social Security benefits. And so, uh, we know that that excludes a good amount of retirees. Uh, retired teachers don't participate in Social Security. They never pay into it. They pay into a different defined benefit program. Uh, so strict reading of the law, uh, which you know that's what we are here in the state. We don't we legislative we don't have legislative history on this issue. Uh, would would then exclude certain groups. 
Um, but it could also, if you take a broader interpretation of uh, who's eligible for Social Security, uh, you would likely have a younger individual challenging, well, I hit my quarters, I'm eligible for Social Security, I just cannot draw down at this time. And so we want clarification on who is eligible. Uh, so I think it would also something that the state tax commission, um, a, you know, a group under the Department of Revenue pointed out is, uh, is the potential retroactivity of the law and, and the way they're interpreting it would be that um, while it is a prospective law, uh, the issue that, um, that you would, if you have an individual in their 90s, 80s or 90s, you would have to look back to the point where that individual purchased the home and roll back the assessed value to that point. And so certainly want clarification there. Um, there's, we want clarification, counties want clarifications on the ability also to determine an application process and, and require documentation for administrative purposes to make sure that we can, that we can double check, make sure that this is a proper homestead and, and primary residence and people aren't, uh, you know, using multiple homesteads across the state. Commissioner Kendrick, we appreciate you joining us live uh, on the show and so many things obviously going on with this. I know that Re- uh, Representative Cherie Tolson-Reich is, is doing her petition drive right now, and, and we've covered that, and I, I know um, yeah, I know how you kind of feel about that, but I, I do want to ask you about the just the general view of, of, of her and, and her supporters who basically say that property taxes and personal property taxes are too high. And one of the biggest things she has said, essentially, is that for a lot of seniors, it's it's hard to pay it. That they're basically they're they basically have a hard time coming up with that money every year. Uh, how do you respond to that? Yeah, I, again, I, I, we don't question the intent of the legislation. Um, you know, for for many fixed income seniors and. Uh, you know, low moderate income seniors. The increased property values in recent years uh, that we've seen uh, have led to increased uh, assessed value and increased levy as a result. And we, we know that it's pinching um, seniors. And we've certainly seen this issue kind of more pronounced in other areas of state, Jackson County uh, in particular in recent years. I know that's been a big discussion inside the Capitol. Um, this is a this is a big piece of legislation that could have a very significant impact uh, dollar amount also on taxing jurisdictions across the, the county. And, you know, that's that's the conversation that's been certainly had with Missouri Association of Counties is uh, only five. I, I believe that's still accurate. Only five counties at this time have taken action on it. Um, the vast majority of 114 counties haven't taken action because they want to see some clarification and and counties want to make sure also that you know what what is implemented doesn't have um, you know long lasting impact or in unintended consequences that really uh, hinder taxing jurisdictions, school districts, fire districts, water districts across their counties. Talk to us about how this this debate all goes, Kip, with I think there's a lot of confusion on behalf of taxpayers out there. They hear about maybe freezing property taxes for seniors. Then they hear the ongoing debate we hear at the Capitol almost every year about eliminating personal property taxes. Is there a, I don't know, there a comparison there? So, I, I mean, that will certainly be a conversation again this next year in the Capitol. I know that I believe that's a, a, uh, a priority of the Speaker of the House. It's also a priority of, um, 
of at least one senator to to roll back or even potentially eliminate personal property tax. Um, you know, that's it, arguments could be made. You know, I've had these conversations certainly inside the Capitol before as a lawmaker and then as a, as a chief of staff, um, certainly with other staffers on if you roll back or or eliminate, uh, you, there's strong argument made it's a regressive tax, right? Especially personal property tax. Uh, but there there has to be some type of mechanism to make up that difference for for school districts in particular. Uh, school districts in the state are are heavily reliant on on property taxes anymore. Um, you know, to the tune of seventy percent of. Um, I believe it's closer to 70% of, of revenue uh, for Columbia Public Schools comes from the local tax base. And I know that's similar uh, to to school districts across the state. So if that's going to be eliminated, uh, then, you know, you we really have to come up with a mechanism uh, to be able to make up that difference in, in other ways. Now, we've been hearing from, from some Excuse me. We have been hearing from some of our friends in the state house that the budget will be tightening and the state won't always be flush with the cash that it has been. Given your connections in the state house, you have had some pretty good success in securing some additional funds uh, for mid Missouri. Uh, do you have a list heading into the session, knowing that those extra funds might not be available for you know the the future? Yeah, it's, it's an excellent question. I think that. I I know that they're working on the consensus revenue estimate right now, and I expect that is out, you know, typically by the end of this week or uh, by mid to late next week. Uh, and that'll always be a telling, um, you know, document. Well, hopefully once it's released, it will give everybody kind of an indication of what anticipated revenue growth is looking like and, and how much money uh, lawmakers will have to be able to, to budget and what the governor's proposed budget will be based on. Uh, you know, I would expect that there's a decent amount of one-time fund, one-time funding opportunities available this next year. And then I think it probably starts to taper off. I think, believe that you'll probably see a from both the House and the Senate um, and a push to limit uh, ongoing, uh, you know, cost to continues or ongoing uh, budget items, trying to limit the amount of new decision items there and try to make sure that that's controlled. Uh, and probably any new spending is other than mandatory cost to continue. Any new spending you'll probably see in, in more one-time capital projects or one-time funds that uh, – they kind of do what they can to to rein in potential FY twenty six, FY twenty seven budget years. Okay, Kip. So this tax, this freeze on property tax increases. Let's make sure everybody understands what we're talking about. This is a a cap on increases. It's not going to take, not going to cut back anybody's taxes. It's just going to keep it from increasing as years go by. It can be approved by. It can be implemented by uh, ordinance from the county commission or a petition drive and then go to the ballot and the people voted in. You guys want to look at this, uh, the county commission wants to look at the language a little bit, get it cleaned up, and run it back through the legislature. Uh, we have state rep Sheree Tolson-Rice uh, pushing the initiative position, trying to get it on the ballot. Where do you think this thing's going? Uh, uh, tell our listeners what you think is going to happen here. Well, I mean, that's a, it's a great question. Um, 
you know, we believe that the legislation has a, the cleanup legislation has a as a chance of being run through as a consent bill, uh, which kind of can fast track it in a lot of ways. It can cut down on the amount of amendments that are offered and, and really hopefully kind of push be able to push it through relatively quickly in the new year. Um, in the 2024 session. Uh, we know that the petition deadline for the August ballot will be May, I believe sometime in mid-May. I don't have that date off the top of my head. Uh, but we're, we're going to watch it closely, remain in contact with the representative about how progress is being made. She certainly kept us up to date on it. I believe they collected close to the half the signature required now or a little bit less than half. Uh, around 2,000 collected and 4,600 needed to be able to place it on the ballot. And so we'll monitor that. It, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, if the signatures are collected, be able to place it on the ballot.